careful what you say to start out with. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what are you going to put on this podcast that shouldn't have gone on this podcast? Uh-oh. Hey folks, I'm Ryan Goodman and you are listening to the Agriculture Proud podcast. Join the conversation and find all my content at agricultureproud.com. Hey guys, Ryan Goodman here, the Beef Runner Podcast. Welcome back to another Over Beer series episode. So if you haven't already listened to the episodes in this series, I encourage you to scroll back a little bit and listen as Carrie Mess, also known as Dairy Carrie, if you're not already following her, she and I sit down over a beer and just have a conversation as two really good friends who want to talk about what's going on in the world of agriculture and advocacy. And we share our experience from being involved in these efforts for over a decade. And we want to help other people to be stronger voices in these conversations. And so that's kind of our goal is sharing these experiences. And so recently, Carrie wrote an article called Dear Joaquin. It was a letter in response to Joaquin Phoenix getting on the Oscars and going on a long rant about animal care and dairy and how bad farmers and ranchers are. And knowing that Joaquin Phoenix is a radical animal rights activist, vegan, how do we respond to some of those things? And so Carrie and I evaluate the situation, see what happened. So she wrote her article and in the first couple of days went over 300,000 people. She did an interview with a Milwaukee media outlet and that interview ended up on the news feed for USA Today and Yahoo. And it went all over the country into people that were not even involved in agriculture. And it was pretty cool to see that they got to hear the perspective of a Wisconsin dairy farmer. And so Carrie and I talk about the situation and what was the follow-up. And this isn't the only situation. Joaquin Phoenix, this isn't his first offense. And he's not the only one getting out there with a soapbox on a prominent platform and sharing information that is untrue about agriculture and food. And so Carrie and I talk about how do we respond to some of these things and how can we be stronger voices in these conversations? And when I say we, I don't mean just Carrie and I, but all of agriculture advocates, everyone that's involved in that effort to share stories from the farm and the ranch. How do we do better? How do we join these conversations in a way that reaches consumers and isn't just preaching to the choir and isn't raising undue awareness of things that aren't on people's radars? And I definitely want to take just a moment to give a shout out to Kaya Twisselman and Melissa Laurent, who sponsored this episode. They bought us a beer via Venmo and uh, helped us put on this another episode. So if you're really enjoying that, consider that. You can find us online and social media as Beef Runner and Dairy Carry. And I hope you enjoy this episode called Joaquin Phoenix. All right, we are back. Episode 35 of the Beef Runner Podcast. We've got another Over a Beer Series episode with you. I'm Ryan Goodman. And I'm Carrie Mess. And we're coming to you from the frozen tundra of Wisconsin this week. Right. And why are we not at Crawfish? Because it's Valentine's Day and there's no space. <laughs> yeah. Because in Uptown Milford, you take your gal out to the bar. And it's Fish Friday. It's Fish, yeah, Fish Friday. So for those who haven't been to Wisconsin, what is Fish Friday? Friday night fish fry. Uh, you go to the bar and you wait at least an hour for a table. Drink uh, brandy old fashions while you wait. And uh, you have fried fish, cod, perch, bluegill. You can have baked cod and french fries and tartar sauce and rye bread and butter. Coleslaw. All the good food. I've been there several times and it's it's good. Yep, but we're not there. We're here. Yep. But we still have our spotted cow. Yep, and we have queso. Queso and some good uh, Wisconsin beef sticks. Yes. So kind of mixing it up a little bit and we should give a shout out because we got a few folks who wanted to support the podcast. So I want to give a shout out to Kaya Twistleman in California. She's doing awesome things. So she lost significant amount of weight 
and is a very bright personality who's always a motivation and she's done an awesome job of sharing her story and how beef is a part of that from the ranch and uh, definitely want to give a shout out to her okay and the other person that sent us some money uh to buy a beer was uh melissa laurent from texas east texas and she is a brahma mama down in the piney part of the state so she's really a cool gal and and we sure appreciate uh anybody who buys us a beer there you go so cheers Cheers. Thank you, uh, Kai and Melissa. So today, uh, Carrie, I want to talk a little bit about something that's kept you busy early in the month. Yeah. Walking Phoenix. Yeah. Right. So uh, first started off with the uh, Golden Globes mm-hmm. in January. Uh, they went vegan for their meal. Right. Um, and and then, you wrote a killer post about that on your blog. Yeah. So I had a, had a popular post and really just trying to point out the hip- hypocrisy of how they were wanting to remove beef from their meat from their plate. Yeah, not just beef. All animal products. Yep. Remove animal products and saying that they were doing it for the planet while they were waiting in line and idling in limos and flying in their private jets to LA to go to the show and having fashion that they were going to wear once and then all the food that's sitting in front of them. That that they they, don't eat anyways. They're not going to eat anyway. Right. And then they hit in and out before the after party. So we all know that they go out after a good burger after that. And then, so the Golden Globes was followed up by a couple others, but then the Oscars really wanted to capitalize on this. So their menu was mostly vegan. Uh, it was all vegan, wasn't it? Yeah, there was a few, there was an option if they oh. wanted meat on their plate that they oh, could was have. was Okay, I didn't mean that. So here's my thought on these award shows. If they really wanted to do something for the planet, instead of having an award show, they'd format a beautifully designed email. And send it to the winter winners. And that would be truly green. Congratulations. Here's your trophy from your peers patting each other on the back. Here's a picture of your trophy because packaging the trophy and sending it to to the winners would also increase greenhouse gas emissions. It's true. I'm just saying a beautifully designed email could really solve a lot of the world's greenhouse gas emissions problems. So the the thing that got people fired up at the Oscars was a speech by Joaquin Phoenix. And uh, it got some people fired up. So tell me how that went down. So Joaquin, like the start of his acceptance speech was actually really good. It was a good speech. And then he went, whoa, and veered way off course. And all of a sudden started talking about our disconnect from that natural world and artificially inseminating cows and stealing their babies. So, like, vegan rhetoric 101. Now, Joaquin Phoenix, we can say, hey, we, you know, as we were both a big fan of him in Walk the Line. Yeah, he was awesome. Did awesome as Johnny Cash. And if you guys didn't know, he sang in that movie. Mm-hmm. That That's his voice, which yeah. is pretty amazing. And it was after that, a few years after that, he, I mean, he went off the rails a little bit. Yeah, a little. <laughs> and he's come back this year, this show season with the Joker. Right. But he's been known to not have it all together. Well, he's a person that has led a very interesting life. He and his brother River at one point lived in a what some people call a cult. Some people call it communist or, or commune, communist, whatever. It was not your typical childhood. And from what I've seen, he's been a vegan like all his life or most of his life, I guess. So it's been well known that he's 
uh, been an animal rights activist for years. That wasn't a surprise. And honestly, when I look back in my draft folder, there was a half-wrote blog post open letter to him from something else he had said at some point in time that I So not his first offense? No, no, not the first time that it was like, you said what? And I can't even remember exactly what it was that he said last time right now. Right, so it's a, you know what, a passing moment in time. Exactly, exactly. But we know that this captured a big audience, you know, eyes, although people, more people watch the college football uh, championship game oh, okay. than they do the Oscars, by yeah. the way. Oscars, I do know that their audience is declining rapidly. All these TV award shows, people just aren't watching them anymore. Right. But um, it's it's something, it's a moment in time that gets people fired up. Right. That's one instance. So we talked about animal care. And before we kind of dive into that, this isn't that only moment in time where people jump up and say something offensive on their beliefs, right? Um, one other you know, kind of situation that I've dealt with is the end of this past year and was uh, in Montana. So Miss Montana USA came up and, um, by the way, she doesn't live in Montana. She lives in California Yeah. and she uses her parents' address as a cabin in Montana to Run. get that recognition. Right. Right? And also very important to note, she's Miss Montana USA. She's not Miss Montana. So Miss Montana is part of the Miss America organization. Miss Montana USA is part of like the Miss Universe organization. And they are very different things. Yes, very different. Well, she got on Instagram one day. Yeah. And it just so happened I was going to head to Montana that week. She got on Instagram and and went on this big, long rant in her stories, sharing all these facts about how animals and cattle specifically were destroying the planet, doing all this and why we should go vegan. And forgetting the state that she supposedly represents. Right. She said, well, I'm not attacking Montana ranchers. I'm attacking all those factory farmers. Right. Do you you realize there's a lot more cattle in Montana (laughs) than there are people? (laughs) Yeah. And so that got a lot of people riled up. A lot of ranchers were really offended and were like, you can't say these things. Look how wrong you are. And they all wanted to invite Miss Montana USA to the ranch to show them, hey, no, this is not what happens. Yeah. They got fired up about Miss Montana USA. They got fired up about Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix. I say they. I should say we. Right. Right. Those of us in ag. Those of us in ag. Everyone that's involved in these conversations. So what do we do when those kind of things happen? How do we handle that? So that's what I want to ask you. So you wrote an article, a letter to, to Joaquin Phoenix. Okay. A blog post. A blog post. And it's gotten a lot of traffic. Um, it was ended up on USA Today. Went out through the wire. Uh, the interview about the article went out through the wire. USA Today. Yahoo. Um, and we've gotten calls from Florida. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That ended up in local papers. Yeah. So that was pretty cool to have my great aunt call me to tell me that her sister had seen my name in her paper uh, down in Florida, which was cool. Blog post has, I think, somewhere around 300,000 views. Again, cool. But I actually waffled a whole bunch about writing it because on one hand, the last thing I want to do is like draw attention to what he said. But I also want to address it. And, you know, early on in my advocacy career, I would have like just been like all over that. And honestly, I didn't even hear it that night because, again, I have kids and I'm not watching the Oscars. It's just not happening. And so I didn't even hear anything until the next day. And by the time I was awake the next day, there were so many advocates that had posted about it. I'm like, do I really need to add my voice to the fray? Is this something that we should really even address? So 
I went back and forth a lot about how I was going to do this, if I was going to do this, if I should. Um, and ultimately, I decided I would. But I kind of took it in a, a very different direction, I think, than what most people were saying or doing mm-hmm. um, with my post. And you'll link to it. And in the, I'll link to it in the show notes of this episode. And you know, a lot of those reactions and our natural instincts, and I think we've both done it before too, natural instinct is to flash out. Right. The person that made the comments, you know, we've talked about in previous episodes, how it's not really necessarily productive to say you're stupid, you're uneducated, right? You're ignorant. Yeah. You need to learn. Definitely. That's not productive. And you know what? We need to remember to respect people's choices. So he's vegan. Am I mad at him for being vegan? No. I don't care if you're vegan. It's fine. Whatever. You're not going to change Joaquin Phoenix in his, his mind, right? right. There's some photos that came out. He's with Animal Liberation Front. Yeah, right. which is a Terrorist particularly word. nasty. Right. So I remember two thousand thousand twelve. I wrote an article about how ALF was um, lighting cattle trucks on fires, mm-hmm. and they came after me. Yeah. Because I wrote an article about what they how, what they were doing. So nothing to be messed with. And Miss Montana USA, you know what? She has been an active activist, mm-hmm. actually out protesting against livestock agriculture. Right. So we're not going to change either of their minds. Never. Now, a lot of these calls to action, a lot of farmers, ranchers, not attacking the person, reaching out. And our natural instinct is oftentimes come out to my ranch, come out to my yeah. farm and see what we're doing. Is that the best case scenario? No. First of all, they're not going to change their mind. And why do you want to invite someone who's vehemently against everything you do to be on your property? Like, that doesn't sound like a fun time to me. Now, I will say, my blog post, I ended up like, why don't you get out of Hollywood, get back to the natural world that you're saying everyone's so disconnected from. And that wasn't an invite to come to my farm. It was just a, there is a bigger world out there than what you're thinking of. You know, you can't just have this myopic view that you've glommed onto. So one of my really strong beliefs about people who are pushing for a vegan diet or no animal products is that it really leaves a huge hole in the discussions about food insecurity, people who are hungry. So you want to push for that, but nobody on that side seems to want to address how you handle food insecurity without nutrient-dense animal products. So that was a big part of what my blog post kind of touched on. So, you know, in Hollywood, where even the homeless have some pretty good weather, it's a very different thing than the Midwest, where, you know, people who are hungry or or homeless and are dealing with, you know, all kinds of horrible weather, it's just a very different life than Hollywood, right? Hmm. So that was one thing that I really wanted to touch on. And when I wrote that post, you know, it was titled Dear Joaquin. Do I think he's going to read it? No. Was it so he would read it? No. Was it so I could generate some ideas for people to think about on a grander scale? Yes. Because actually, you know, you had several people that were fans of Joaquin speak up. Yeah. Yeah. So when I think about the what's effective when we do things like that, when we try to reach out, is that you're speaking to the people that might be on his side or Mm -hmm. might be just fans of his and not necessarily along the animal rights thing. So when he talks about animal rights or animal care, they're like, oh, maybe I should care about that too. And that's actually the people that we can effectively reach when you're joining those discussions. Movable middle is what they call it. Right. So my post got shared a lot by by those in ag, which was great. It got it out there, but I saw it get much further than those in ag, which tells me that I, you know, hit the right note. So a lot of times I write things and it gets shared by farmers to farmers to farmers. 
And so I don't necessarily consider a post a success unless it gets out there to the people that I want it to get to. And this did that. And I think it's just because, you know, we we talked about bigger picture. I, I didn't go into it blasting Joaquin. It, it wasn't that. It was a, you need to, to think about more than what you know. So... More than what was said on the big screen. Right, right. That that two-second snippet. What's the context uh, to it? Yeah, and beyond that, what does your two seconds of of, of bashing dairy mean beyond the stage that you're on? Like, what does that mean for the greater good of society? So we've had a few episodes like this. Um, there's been some other celebrities in the past year that have spoken out against environmental sustainability, animal care issues, mm-hmm. and it rightfully so makes us very defensive. Right. How do we address some of those things when we get really riled up? Um, and we know that we're not actually going to reach the person that's speaking out. Okay, this has happened a couple of times. Is it going to happen again? Tomorrow. Right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> right. maybe Monday. Maybe Monday. <laughs> Let's give it a week. What are some steps in how we can be productive to that in, across all advocacy when farmers and ranchers join the conversation? Keeping that in mind, how do we reach those folks that maybe are fans of them yeah. and are hearing the things that they're talking about? Start off by my rule from a previous podcast of don't be a dick. Um, <laughs> I got a lot of comments about that. Apparently, they people really like it's that. It's true, though. It's true. You can be funny and you can, you know, you can maybe throw a light jab here and there, but if you're just a jerk, nobody wants to listen to that. Except for people who are already on your side. Don't do that. It goes both ways. When vegans come and attack my page and say horrible things about me and my children, it sucks. But I see farmers doing the same thing. Yeah, you delete you delete a lot of comments from farmers and rangers. I do because I'm like, well, this is not something I want on my page. Even if it's supposed to be on my side, I'm not supportive of that kind of conversation because it's not a conversation. It's bullying. It's a shouting match. Yeah, and I'm just not here for it. And I really wish more people would filter themselves a little bit. Now, I say that as someone who doesn't have much of a filter, but of the thousands and thousands of vegan comments that I've had over the years, you know how many people have ever said anything to me to my face? Zero. We get way too bold behind a keyboard. But we got to respond some way. Yeah, and I don't think we have to respond to everything. So when I look at this, and I, I know you kind of do the same thing when hot button topics come up, it's like, so it's all I see in my news feed from my ag friends, but none of my non-ag friends are even talking about this. So we get riled up about stuff, and, and it's like our whole world and agriculture, but nobody is paying attention outside of ag. So... When I decide whether to respond is, like, if I'm seeing people that aren't involved in agriculture talking about it, then I'm like, okay, now I need to say something. Use that as a gauge. Right. Because if we do respond, if we raise awareness of something that wasn't on other people's radars, we're just raising awareness. We're doing the marketing (laughs) for them. We're shooting ourselves in the foot. Right. Hey, you didn't hear that this person said this horrible thing? Let me tell you exactly what horrible thing they said about us. Here, let me... Put it in a meme and a big fancy font and, you know, really make sure you see this horrible thing they said about us so that you too believe it. Right. Wait, wait, what? That That's not helpful. Yeah, exactly. So what are you going to do next time Joaquin Phoenix or fill in the actor's name yeah. comes up and uses their big stage video on social media and talks about animal care and in this case specifically dairy? Yeah, I'm uh, going to do what I do. I'm going to watch and see who's talking about it. I'm going to answer questions and, and hopefully, here's a big thing, 
I already have some content that I can put out, like, like blog posts that I've already written that I can share and, and have conversations that way. One of the, the cool things was is on our websites, like we can track where people clicked through and stuff. So I clicked, you know, had included links to how we care for calves, why we separate calves and artificial insemination and that. So a lot of people clicked through and then learned more about that because that was something of interest to them. So having that kind of stuff out there so you can pull it up and and if you're not, you know, writing for yourself, which is fine, have a, a Google Drive saved with links to, to articles that you've read that are good, and you can pull those out whenever you need to. we got to be proactive about some of these things. We right. know people are talking about animal care. We know people are talking about sustainability. So right. if we proactively tell our positive stories, you know what, when this story comes up, we don't want to draw more attention to it, but we already have those things out there that are addressing that. Right. And so when people go and Google, Joaquin Phoenix said this about animal care, Right. There's got to, if we're not putting that information out there ahead of time, there's not a chance that they're going to see our perspective. And then a big thing is, is that, you know what? Sometimes when somebody goes off the rails and says stuff like this, sometimes it's okay to just let it go. You mean, you mean other people see crazy too? <laughs> That's one of my other favorite <laughs> quotes. Yes. You know, when somebody is just like out there, the people in the middle aren't being like, wow, yes, I agree with you. They're like, wow, you're something else. You like, don't have to tell people that have zero agricultural connection. You don't have to tell them that PETA is crazy. Right, like they get that. They know that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's the people on the, the fringe on either side, even fringe middle where, you know, they're middle of the fence, but they could be more easily swayed to one side or the other and you know those people are more aware of this kind of stuff but um i don't think that you know that that's a very small percent so yeah other people can see crazy too <laughs> you're not the only one right so i think that's something that's good to keep in mind when the when it comes up next time right and we get really riled up i usually tell people if somebody if something evokes a strong emotional response stop and check your emotions and i share a quote with you that I found written on a wall in a hotel in Minneapolis and it like really clicked with me. And I, when I was waffling this week about whether or not to write this post, I went back to this quote because I, at the time I was like, this, yes, this is what I need to be like looking at. So the quote is from F. Scott Fitzgerald and it says, you don't write because you want to say something. You write because you have something to say. So when a topic comes up like this, in my mind, I'm like, I feel like I should write about this. I really should write about this. What am I going to write about this? Like, that's not the right thing. When I heard this whole thing with Joaquin, I'm like, I have something to say about that. That's a different thing. I'm going to try to use that as my guiding You have something principle. to contribute to the conversation. Right. So it's a good guiding line to kind of go by when yeah. we look at these opportunities. Yeah, yeah. I should probably like painted on a wall in my house so i remember it well, let's get out the paintbrushes <laughs> oh maybe some more beer first <laughs> <laughs> i've already finished mine i don't know about you but i definitely want to thank so kaya and melissa yes thank you ladies buying, beer. buying us a beer this week mm -hmm. and uh definitely will link to their social profile so you can find them in the uh show notes and be able to follow along with their beef and advocacy material as well not everybody is beef. Both of those guys are. Yes, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Got to get some more dairy folks on the line. All right. All right, next time. 
Hey guys, real quick before we let you go, we want to know your opinion of the conversation. What do you think we should do when activists and public figures and people in the spotlight share conversations or share their opinions on agriculture, food, and farming that are not an accurate portrayal of what happens out in the field? And what do you think of agriculture's response? Are we doing a good job? Can we do things better? And what do you think of Carrie and I's suggestions on how we should respond? So look us up online. It's Beef Runner and Dairy Carrie, and we'd love to hear your feedback. Thank you.